in the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, I almost forgot. Another thing about that stupid bowl, Super Bowl, silly bowl. Um, that Chelsea guy, Kelsey, whatever, uh, who's um, the boy toy of Taylor Smith, Swift. Um, if I were the owner of that team, I would punch that guy's mouth loose. Who the hell are you to talk to that, to, 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 to get physical with our coach? You're yelling. You're yelling in the coach's face. Talk about unsportsmanlike conduct. I would bench his ass. I would have benched his ass right then and there. I don't care how many points he's scoring. You mouth off to the coach of the team, the head coach. Who do you think you are? Just because you're going out with Taylor Swift doesn't mean you're all that. You vax pusher. Remember that nonsense? Doing the commercials for uh, Big Pharma? Man, they want us vaxxed and they want us gambling and they want us drunk. That's what they want. Um, and they don't want us reading this Robert Hur report, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I don't give a damn that everybody else seems to have moved on. Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, wait, before we get to that, it's Election Day, and um, I can't endorse anybody. But if I lived in the New York 3rd District, I would be voting my ass off for Mesa Phillip. Meza Melissa Pillip. Pillip. Mozzie Pillip. P-I-L-I-P. I like uh, Tom Swazi, but Tom, you've already been a congressman. All right? You went for it. I admire you went for it. You try to get that Kathy Hochul. It did not work out. Uh, go live your life. All right? Uh, we got more important things to uh, worry about. I, we, we, we got a country to save. And I'm sorry, but when it comes to uh, Republicans and Democrats right now, Republicans are clearly on the side of sanity. And I've seen politicians before. You know, previously common sense guys um, like Tom Swazi talk about get rid of ice, get rid of all this stuff because AOC went left and so did he and so did a lot of other people. I know he's a common sense guy, but I'm sorry. Well, common sense. Well, you also have to stick up to the AOCs of the world, and I'm not I'm not satisfied that he did that. So it's snowing, but you know what? For all the talk of – did they call it a snow day today? They did. They canceled school all over the place. Well – I'm looking outside right now, and what do I see? Sidewalk, wet sidewalk. There's no accumulation. Zero. Wait, there's a little bit of accumulation, like a half inch on that awning across the street. Let me look over here. Little, little, little patches, like in the planters. There ain't no snow. There's not even enough snow to go out and do a snowman or anything like that. And we canceled school all over the place, people panicking. And snow snowstorms may factor. I mean, is it snowing worse on Long Island? Is it really bad out there? I mean, this district actually is part of it is in New York City. Part of it's in Queens. So I would really like to see Pillup. They need more of a majority down there. Uh, looks like she's on Donald Trump's side. And um, I'm for her. I am totally for her. Uh, what else about her that I like? I like that she's totally for Israel. I'm totally for Israel. I can't believe somebody tried to have a conversation with me. There, you know, it's very nuanced what's going over on over there. And I'm like, uh huh. Well, when you think about the history involved, you know, I'm like, well, wait a second. Who do you want to win? Well, it's a very nuanced position. I said, okay, are you with Israel or not? Well, it's a very nuanced. I said, shut the hell up. October seventh. Well, there was October seventh. You're right about that. And the babies who were killed, and the yes, the innocent people, and the women and the children who were taken hostage. 
You're going to be on the side of the barbarians? No. And it's up to Israel to exterminate Hamas. And good for Sid Rosenberg, by the way. Is he back yet? I'll be uh, breathing a sigh of relief when he's back home here in America. Guy's been over there supporting the good guys. But, uh, you know, he gets it's Look, it's a war. We want Sid back safe and sound. And he has had a religious experience throughout all of this, which is very beautiful. Good for Sid. This is, um, you know, a lot of people I know. Uh, Jewish people who weren't particularly devout or weren't particularly uh, political are like kind of coming home and supporting Israel. And you know who else supports the hell out of Israel? Evangelical Christians. Evangelical Christians are like more uh, – you can bank on their support more than a lot of secular uh, Jewish people, quite frankly, out there right now. It's true. I don't know why that is. You know, my wife, who's Jewish, she said she never met a liberal Jew until she came to America. Never saw it before. And then America, well, you got it. Uh, hey, where the hell's Chuck Schumer been on this stuff, by the way? The guy's always beating a drum, get, begging everybody to come to his Sunday press conference about the there should be seatbelts and tractors. And, you know, we, <laughs> there's not enough uh, cinnamon and cinnamon ice cream or something like that, right? All those silly little trivial issues. Meanwhile, the illegal immigrants take over his alma mater, James Madison High School, and he doesn't have anything to say about it. <laughs> I still can't get over that one. American students, New Yorkers, you stay home in the middle of the school year. This happened last month. You stay home this week because the illegal immigrants are taking over your school. What in the hell? What has happened to this country? All right. So I have still been on this report, and it is a doozy. All of these fake news narratives about uh, Joe Biden uh, turning it over right away. As soon as he found the classified documents, he did not turn it over right away. He knew he had the classified documents. He broke the law. The prosecutor, you know what? Joe Biden offended them. He offends them. He goes and says to their face that he didn't do it when they know he did it. It's right there. It's unmistakable. He's got a box full of stuff, not only concerning Afghanistan and Iraq, but concerning playing, paying the, the lawnmower, uh, the lawn company, the landscaper. There's a speech from 2020 that he gave right next to the Afghanistan file from 2009 and the Iraq file from 2011. There is the contract that he signed with the Washington Speakers Bureau, co-located with all the secret stuff. Joe saw the secret stuff, and he didn't give it back. And he swore to them that he did give it back. And that's why this report is so devastating. For anybody who reads it, and you know what? Again, I am so sick of the media criticism because it's the easiest thing in the world to do. Well, the Washington Post is not covering it. The New York Times is not covering it. Well, that's the conservative world's cue to not cover it themselves. Because nobody wants to break their ass and read the damn thing, which I know can be a little daunting. But you know what? It's not that daunting. Once you get into it, it's really fun. I'd rather read this stuff all day long than uh, fake news summaries of stuff that I don't care about. Or fake a fake news summary of this, where they're not going to tell me the important part. For instance... You've heard a million times that Joe Biden found this stuff. There's no mention of that here. No mention of Joe Biden finding anything. On November 2nd, 2022, Patrick Moore, one of Mr. Biden's personal counsel, reviewed boxes of material belonging to Mr. Biden, which were stored at the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement in Washington, D.C., an office space formerly used by Mr. Biden. During this review, Moore found documents with classification markings dating to Mr. Biden's vice presidency. 
more notified Robert Bauer, another personal counsel to Mr. Biden, who then notified the White House counsel. That evening, the White House counsel's office informed the general counsel for the National Archives record and for the National Archives and Records Administration. The next morning, November 3rd, the National Archives sent two archivists to retrieve the documents and the three boxes in which they were found. Upon reviewing the documents, the National Archives found nine documents totaling 44 pages with classification markings. The documents were classified up to top secret level and included codes indicated some of the information was sensitive, compartmentalized information. The marked classified documents were located in two of the three boxes. All three boxes contain records dating back from Mr. Biden's time as vice president. The day after the National Archives retrieved, the do- a lot of time's going by. On November 4th, 2022, the Archives notified officials in the National Security Division of the Department of Justice and the Office of the National Director of Intelligence of the discovery of classified records related to President Biden's time as vice president. A few days later, on November 9th, the FBI opened an initial assessment to begin investigating the matter. What name? Who did not do anything in that little summary there? Hmm? I got lawyers calling lawyers. I got lawyers calling the White House Counsel's Office. I got uh, the National Archives being informed, the National Archives sending over staff members. I've got the National Archives calling the Department of Justice and the National Director of Intelligence. But I don't have one phone call from Joe Biden. But I've been told all along that Joe Biden saw this stuff and did the right thing right away. Huh? How about that one? How about that one? Uh, let's see here. Uh, Joe has insisted that this stuff wasn't important. I got it right there. Top secret level. Sensitive, compartmentalized information. Joe said last week, uh, none of this stuff is just it's scrap of paper. It's not like the stuff that Trump had. Page 22. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. They opened the possibility that Joe was talking to his lawyer about certain matters. Let's see here. We considered the possibility that Mr. Biden alerted this council that classified documents were in the garage. But our investigation revealed no evidence of such a discussion. If it did happen, it would have been protected by the attorney-client privilege. Well, when has that stopped the Justice Department before? You guys... You guys compelled one of Donald Trump's attorneys to break attorney-client privilege and sit in front of the grand jury and, 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 and answer questions. One of the most egregious, outrageous episodes in this whole damn thing. They disrupted one of the most, I think, isn't it kind of like almost, what do you want to say, sacred attorney-client privilege? How do they manage to break that up? They, they use some flimsy excuse 
I think they call it the fraud exception. So if they think, if they suspect that the lawyer and the client are doing something wrong, well, then they can compel the breaking of attorney-client privilege and make a personal attorney privilege. Hey, anytime an attorney, a a criminal defense attorney is working with his client, I mean, they're allowed to say anything to each other. Who the hell came up with this? Who came up with this? John Gotti was able to talk to, what was his lawyer's name? I loved him. Bruce Cutler. Remember that guy back in the day? You don't see Bruce Cutler around as much anymore. I looked it up. He's alive. I don't know why you don't see him as much. Pablo. Hey, Pablo. No, you don't understand Pablo. He used to interview the late, great Pablo Guzman, and he called him Pablo. Wrong, Pablo. Wrong again, Pablo. You know that Joe Biden blamed the staff for all this stuff, right? It was the staff, the staff, the staff. Well, the staff blames him. The staff blames him. I'll go back into this thing that nobody else has done because they're all, ooh, Joe Biden lost his memory. That was a scam and an act. And I'll have more to say about that later. I may actually have to wait until tomorrow because that is a doozy. Listen to this. While many members of Mr. Biden's staff sought to ensure that classified information was handled and stored properly, the office of vice president as a whole was unable to account for all the classified material Mr. Biden received and retained. Mr. Biden was known to remove and keep classified material from his briefing books for future use. And his staff struggled and sometimes failed to retrieve these materials. And there was no procedure at all for tracking some of the classified material Mr. Biden received outside his briefing books. They were trying to keep a hold on to this guy, a handle on this guy. He was going rogue all the time. Let's see here. Did you know, and I I, I alluded to this briefly, but I can't believe it. It's right there in black and white that Joe Biden brought some of our most sensitive uh, secrets with him on vacation to the Hamptons while he was vice president. Now, okay, you're the vice president. Wherever you go, you can take this stuff with you. But you got to bring it back. And he didn't. He left it on some rich guy's night table. In August of 2010, when Mr. Biden failed to return top-secret, sensitive, compartmented information, also referred to as code word contents, of a classified briefing book that he received during a trip to the Hamptons in New York, we were unable to determine whether these materials were ever recovered. They're in some rich guy's bedroom right now. He's showing them off to his friends. Yeah, Joe Biden left this here. Can you imagine? <laughs> it's not funny. It's dangerous. Joe Biden, through negligence and arrogance, has put this country in grave peril. Our national security has been compromised because of the existence of Joe Biden. Never enhanced it. Only reduced it. (laughs) What a legacy, huh? Be right back. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. When the classified documents were found, it was self-reported. The president directed his team to ensure that any classified documents were returned immediately. You self-report, which is exactly what the president did, self-reported. His lawyers, his team did the right thing. He was surprised that the, that the records were there. And when his lawyers found out and his team found out that they were there, uh, they turned it over to the archives. I've turned over the boxes. They've turned over the boxes to the archives. And we're cooperating fully. Uh, yeah, no, it didn't actually happen that way. 
It didn't actually happen that way. But they repeat it and repeat it and repeat it, and their friends in the media, uh, they pick it right up, don't they? Cut 19. President Biden, who proactively says, I found this National Archives, I need to return this to you, and let me get it to you. Biden quickly returned the documents, fully cooperated, and even sat for five hours of interview. Joe Biden said, take whatever you need, look at whatever you want. I'm a totally open book on this. It shows that Joe Biden went over and beyond to provide transparency in as much as he cooperated with the investigations. Yeah, no, no, that none of that stuff actually happened. It's uh, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> you know, the documents were found on November 2nd, uh, November 14th. Uh, let's see here. Seven weeks later on December 20th, uh, again on January 11th, again on January 20th. And then between January and June of 2023, they were picking up all kinds of documents from the University of Delaware. Secret documents that Joe Biden was not supposed to have. It's absolutely amazing. And what is happening? Well, look, I've said a million times, Joe Biden will not be the nominee, can't be the nominee. Everybody understands that now. now I, I don't care about these headlines in Axios that, that say uh, Joe Biden uh, doesn't, it doesn't matter to Joe Biden. He's staying. He can't be. No, no, this is too bad. This is too egregious. There are some things you just can't get away with, and you can't get away with this. Having said that, so far, they're kind of getting away with it because the fat, dumb, stupid media, both the liberal media and I'm sorry, my beloved conservative media, too many people there. This is the problem. They wait for the New York Times to do all the work and so they can pick it apart. They won't do the work themselves like I have done. Have you ever heard anything about the Hamptons, by the way? Where you, you hear that that he did that stuff, that he took it to the Hamptons? No, but you heard it here, right? You heard it here. Uh, did you know about how frustrated his staff was from him to the point that one of his senior attorneys actually sat him down and warned him, warned him about how he was cutting uh, corners and could get in trouble? Let's go here. to uh, This is page 48. Um, she sits down and says, look, we got a problem here. Days after the top secret code word book went missing in 2010, Hogan met with Mr. Biden, Hogan being uh, one of his top lawyers, to discuss the handling of classified material. Before the meeting, she prepared a briefing memo for him. The memo was addressed to Mr. Biden and dated August 17, 2010, outlined our procedures for handling your classified material. And it went over some basics. Classified material of any kind may only be reviewed or discussed in secure locations. Briefing books must remain in your custody. When you are done with them, they must be returned to a... An appropriate officer. All of these basics that Joe blew off. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Okay, thank you. Aha, uh-huh, those uh, goofy guys from Sweden. Very nice. Very nice. Um, you want to hear something really pathetic? This is Joe Biden trying to get down verbally in the hood. Uh, they brought in um, uh, a couple of kids, happen to be uh, people of color. They're black. And uh, Joe is trying to connect with them over chicken fingers and, uh, you know, some soul food. And there's something going on. Joe can't connect. Can't connect. Can't The, the children can't understand it. They seem like great kids, but they can't understand him. Neither can I. So there's a guy there, an adult, and he chimes in. He does some little uh, little interpretation between the kids 
And Joe, what is the purpose of this thing? All it is is Joe sitting at a table, and they got a whole mess of uh, uh, chicken in front of him from the from a, some fast food place, not Kentucky Fried Chicken, some other kind of chicken. Maybe it was Kennedy Fried Chicken. You ever hear Kennedy Fried Chicken? That's kind of an imitation Kentucky Fried Chicken. Um, listen, listen. You got to play it so they can listen. The Joe Biden clip. Thank you. Well, I mean, you got chicken fingers. You got all the other. I want the root of making sure I had the hamburger. So tell me about you guys. What you doing these days? Why don't you share about your passion of sports? I'm playing AAU basketball right now. Are you really? You both? Are you guard? Yes, sir. Now, what grade are you in? Seventh grade. Seventh grade. Right now, I'm just doing basketball, playing guard on the JV team for my school. How about the school? How are y'all doing in school? You should tell the president about the school. Favorite thing about it is the business academy I'm in. We get to, like, travel, so we've been to, like, NC State, uh, Wake Tech, and we, we, yeah, we went to this small dry cleaning business, and it's just, it's cool. It's a great experience. I'm impressed. Is that a new program in school? Yes, sir, it is. It just started just a couple of years ago. You know how much this guy loves you. You just feel it, can't you? Yes, sir. Your dad jumped in front of a bull for you. By the way, we dads are hard to raise once you're a teenager. We're hard to raise, so you got to be patient with us, you know what I mean? Yes, sir. Be patient. What in the hell? you got to be patient with us when you're teenagers. I don't know what's going on. It's totally pathetic. This is, look... Sooner or later, we're all going to go to the old folks' home, right? I mean, we're all going to go there, hopefully later in life, maybe when you're 100. But Joe, this looks, it even looks like an old folks' home. The table is like in, a, in some sort of a cafeteria. It, you can't tell where they are other than it looks like some sort of institution. It doesn't look like the White House. It looks like a room full of tables. Can anybody tell me what the hell the point of that was? And I just the very first part where Joe asks a question, but the guy has to jump in and say, why didn't you tell the – were they afraid to talk or something like that? Can I hear that just at the very top? Well, I mean, you got chicken fingers. You got, you got all the other. I went the route of making sure I had the hamburger. So tell me about you guys. What you doing these days? Why don't you share about your – Passion of sports. All right, stop, a- stop. Imagine that. Kids like sports. I don't know what, what, what is this? Why do, why, why would anybody think that this is beneficial? Why would they think it's even beneficial for anybody to watch? They're using these kids as props. And, you know, there's a lot of things that are used in politics as props. I get it. There's the, the, the proverbial photo op, right? But there's something very race conscious about it. There's something on the nose about it. And they're having junk food. Hey, whatever the hell happened to the President's Council on Fitness? Right? What about happening like a, what, what was Michelle Obama's thing? Let, let's move. You notice they didn't take on anything about diet, dietary restrictions and that kind of thing. You know why? Because the food industry, corporate America wants us fat. They want us eating processed foods. They want us eating all this junk. And there they are. Eating, you know, eating this miserable food. There's Tom Brady pushing Dunkin' Donuts on us, right? They want us fat. They want us stupid. They want us checked out. Um, hey, you know who's not looking fat at all? I mean, man, this guy, he's actually looking better and better and better. It's Donald Trump. 
I, he's like kind of like angular now in the face. There's something going on. He's uh, maybe maybe he did what a lot of other people doing. Ozempic. I will not do Ozempic. I'm actually losing slowly but surely. I am losing weight. I'm not going to do Ozempic. I don't know if he's doing Ozempic. Whatever the hell he's doing, it's working for him. And I love this actually. Donald Trump raising, I think, questions that need to be raised about Nikki Haley. I'll come back to the uh, the her report in just a little bit. Nikki Haley. You know her husband is off in the military, right? But you don't know the whole story. Let me see what Donald Trump said about this. Over to see me at Mar-a-Lago, sir. I will never run against you. She brought her husband. Where's her husband? Oh, he's away. He's away. What happened to her husband? What happened to her husband? Where is he? He's gone. (laughs) He knew. He knew. I wonder. (laughs) Where is he? He's gone. And he is gone. And it is weird. Well, wait a second. He's fighting. He's in the military. Yeah, sure he is. Let me hear Nikki Haley here. Let me hear Nikki Haley. It's disgusting. I mean, every bit of it's disgusting. You know, to sit there and mock my husband for not being with me on the presidential trail because he is deployed and serving our country. You mock one veteran, you're mocking all veterans. But this is a pattern, Dana. He's done this over and over again. Whether he went and calls military members suckers, whether he was at Arlington Cemetery saying what was in it for them, why would they do this? The problem with Trump is he's never been anywhere near a uniform. He apparently had... Um, some sort of foot reason that he says he couldn't do that. But the reality is the closest he's come to harm's way is a golf ball hitting him on a, on a golf cart. These men and women sacrifice for us every day. They're willing to shed blood. That's the values that made this country great. And anybody that excuses what he continues to say against the military is hugely mistaken because this is going to be the president of the United States. We have to start doing more to help our veterans. They don't get the due they deserve. They don't get taken care of. Shut up. You are so annoying. Just forget. I don't care. Oh, it's terrible. You can't hear it. You can't hear it. You can't. All right. So do me a favor. You got to go to my Twitter from last night. I put this whole thing up on YouTube, a detailed um, kind of takedown of what's really going on with her husband in the military. Just get me the clips, please, of Nikki Haley bragging like crazy about her husband. Now, there's something very weird about her husband and the fact that he's not around while she's running for president. It's just weird. It's not done this way. You can look it up. When people run for president, man or woman, they always have the spouse around. It's kind of, it's just, it's a force multiplier, right? It's, it's, you want your spouse, but at this time, the guy's 53 years old, and at this time in his life, he is deployed for a year, not in Iraq or Afghanistan, I guess we're not fighting over there anymore, in a place called Djibouti in East Africa. I've been to Djibouti. I've been there. Now, you just take your time, just the longer clips where she's saying stuff about it all, right? Just go get the sound from that, from that. Um, Djibouti is, uh, an interesting place. It's okay. It's not dangerous. It's not combat. All right? It's it's just not. And I want to go back to when this guy joined the National Guard. You know when he joined the National Guard? In 2006, when he's 36 years old. And then he goes over to Afghanistan. He leaves two kids behind at home to go to Afghanistan. What was going on? It's very strange. It's kind of weird. You know... 
And I'll say you join the military when you're at your peak physically at tw- at 18. You join the military, right? Or at 22, if you want to go in as an officer, right? So they can get some use out of you. You're going in at 36 and you're hanging around. So here's my uh, my takeaway is this. They thought it would be cute for this guy to be in the South Carolina National Guard while Nikki Haley was the governor of the South Carolina of South Carolina and like the National Guard kind of reports to her. Right. I think that they thought that that would be cute. It also gets this guy off the stage at the moment where people might be evaluating him. That's kind of what you're supposed to do when you run for president. If I ever run for president, I expect it's all an open book. Right. Everything that ever happened to me is going to be there for the public, the, the, the fake news, whatever. It's just, it goes with the territory. Except her. You can't call her by her first name, Nimarada. You can't ask anything about her husband. Why the hell not? And the whole thing about her first name, Nimarada, like somehow it's racist to call her by her first name. No, it's fine to be called Nimarada, but it's weird that you try to disguise that for so long. You don't trust us? It's a fine name. I don't care. It's kind of like DeSantis. When DeSantis runs for president, he still doesn't know how to say his name. His wife says DeSantis. He says DeSantis. Somebody asks him. He he laughs awkwardly, and he won't answer the question. It's about authenticity. And that was just such an over-the-top thing from her, right? Hey, do you have that? Okay, take your time, because she's over... She spent the entire year bragging about how special she is because her husband and I'm telling you from experience, okay, just because you're in Afghanistan doesn't mean you're in harm's way. All right. Just because you're in Iraq, you know, doesn't mean that you were jumping down the hole to get Saddam Hussein or you were fighting insurgents or whatever. I mean, there's a guy or there was a guy in Iraq. You know what his job was? Handing out the basketballs. There's a basketball court, and there was a guy who was in charge of maintaining order at the basketball court. There was also a guy who was uh, liaising with jazz bands who would come in on certain nights to perform for the troops. What I do believe Mr. Haley did, it was a shortcut, a shortcut to um, the prestige of military service without the sacrifice, without the real sacrifice. Well, what are you talking about? He left. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. But she's out there basically saying, elect me because my husband, and we can't even ask him about it. And I noticed this about Mr. Nikki Haley. And what's his name, by the way? She changed his name. You know, she changed his first name. She changed his first name. How about that one? Here's Nikki Haley bragging. You know, I'm the proud wife of a combat veteran who served in Afghanistan. I'm doing this for my husband, Michael, and his military brothers and sisters because they need to know their sacrifice means something. I am the proud wife of a combat veteran who served in Afghanistan. I wanted you to see that cute husband of mine because he's going to be leaving us for a while. Freedom isn't free. And thank God for our men and women that put on that uniform every day. And thank God for their families. My husband is a combat veteran. He served in Afghanistan. When he came home to us, there were prayers answered. I'm the wife of a combat veteran who served in Afghanistan. We need to let our military men and women know their sacrifices and their family sacrifices matter. Matter? She's pushing it way too much. I don't know how much combat this guy actually saw. 
you know, there's a category. You just go to Afghanistan. You can say I'm a combat veteran, right? There are people who can do that. He went for political purposes. Oh, this is the thing I wanted to point out. This guy, and I got to tweet him up later on. This guy who's uh, defending us and all that stuff, he's he's running a Twitter account. He's active on Twitter. Let me see this again. He is active on Twitter. Shouldn't you be busy, uh, you know, defending democracy, defending us? What's going on here? Let me just make sure. Uh, yeah, all right. Let me. Let, did Donald Trump say anything that bad? By the way, did he? One more time from Trump. Over to see me at Mar-a-Lago, sir. I will never run against you. She brought her husband. Where's her husband? Oh, he's away. He's away. What happened to her husband? What happened to her husband? Where is he? He's gone. He knew. Where is he? He's gone. And he is. He's in Djibouti. And it's weird. It's totally weird. Timing is weird. Now, where is this guy? I got to find him on Twitter. And I got to let him know I'm thinking about him, right? Support the troops. Support the troops, right? Isn't that what you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's he doing over there? It's the strangest thing. Uh, people have raised questions about their marriage, which I'm sorry, you run for president. That's part of the thing, right? It just comes with the territory. Everyone's always giving Trump and Melania a hard time. How about this guy? But no, this is off limits. It's off limits. It's actually kind of interesting. But, hey, I got a lot more on this report and some other stuff. Be right back. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. You're a rich girl and you're going too far because you know it don't matter anyway. You can rely on the old man's money. You can rely on the old man's money. It's a bitch girl, but it's gone too far because you know it don't matter anyway. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you very much. Hall and Oates. Wish those guys were getting together. Makes me think of Baldwin. Makes me think of the beach. Driving back to, from the beach. Jones Beach, Point Lookout, all those places. That song was big, big, big in the mid-1970s, and it's still great. Uh, so I'm on this. i got to stay on this uh, Nikki Haley husband thing for another moment. Um, I'm looking at her husband here. And I'm looking at his Twitter account. So this guy is allegedly like in harm's way, right? And you know what he's doing? He's tweeting his ass off. He's following this this uh, this uh, campaign every step of the way, and he's tweeting from a war zone or whatever. Give me a break. And something else, folks, that you have to understand: he volunteered to be there. This is voluntary. Now you could say that's great. You know what? It's totally weird. A lot of people want to be in the military for a lot of different reasons, right? Some want to get the hell away from their wives for a year, all right, which is clearly going on here. Also, this kind of thing, you make more money. And I'm looking at the very strange picture of him in uniform. And why is it Why is it strange? Because he's wearing a cap that has nothing to do with the military. It says FNI Manufacturing. Is that his private company? Because a lot of these, uh, a lot of these guard guys go in the, uh, go on active duty with ulterior motives and all kinds of things going on. I bet he's in the defense contracting business. There's something up here. Donald Trump, don't you waver. Whatever you do, don't you waver on this thing. <laughs> As if he's gonna waver. As if he's going to back off. Oh, I haven't taken a call yet. Let's, uh, 
Let's, uh, uh, who do we want to do here? Um, Maria, hi. Hi, Greg. Thanks for taking my call. I just want to make a comparison with the mental and the stamina between Joe Biden and President Trump. This past Thursday night, when Biden, I should say, stumbled up to the podium to address the nation, I turned to my husband and I said, I'm going to time it, how long he's going to speak. He started at 8.01 p.m. He finished at 8.07, a full six minutes. That was it. Compare that with President Trump at the Get Out the Rally in South Carolina this Saturday night, the Saturday afternoon, on the only real conservative news channel, and I don't mean Fox. President Trump took the stage at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. He didn't finish speaking until 4 o'clock. Two full hours. Articulate, strong. I understood every single word he had to say. And he didn't say one thing to the crowd about ever speaking to a past president or prime minister who passed away 30 years ago. Greg, help me out here. I don't understand it. How could anybody with a brain, with half a brain, still support Joe Biden? How could they? Well, a lot of people are being lied to and they're not seeing what you're seeing. They're not, you know, they see edited versions of, uh, of stuff. And so they try to misrepresent Trump and they try, you know, they try to take him down and they try to enhance Joe Biden. They, they, I, I don't really blame them because they're a victim of fake news and the fake news has been lying. Does that make sense? There's so many people who have not heard the truth. And as you just pointed out, you got to go out of your way to see a Trump rally. You got to go out of your way to find that kind of content. So they're just hearing what people say about him, and people say awful things about him, untrue things. But does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. But uh, you know what? Also, the uh, the news, you know, the the fake news. They don't cover any of his rallies. They don't. They they just want to keep American people uninformed and ignorant. I and know. Sadly, too, a lot of Americans really don't care about the news. Well, I mean, well, no, I mean, actually, they. In a weird way, they shouldn't care about the news. They should turn off the news. There are ways to access this information without going through the media. You can actually get it direct from the source. You can, you can actually, these speeches are on C-SPAN. You can look at that. You can also get to the documents from the, from websites by law, by statute. They still have to publish these, these things and you can make your own decisions, but you should not engage the news actually because they're so terrible and they distort. Thank you, Maria. Let's go to uh, Sandra real quick. Hi. Greg, um, you know, once again, Trump is right. This um, Venezuelan gang, they're here now. They want to merge with the... Um, I know, Sandra. Whatever. I saw it in the newspaper. Well, let me tell you what I wanted to say. I wanted to say that I'm not going to use a cell phone in the city anymore when I walk around because they're going to snatch it. Uh, all right. It. Good thinking. Good thinking. Sandra, you're an original woman. I want you to call me with original ideas straight from you, not the front page of the New York Post. I already read the newspaper. I love you, but please. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network.